Welcome to the weekly Mission Red Bank podcast, helping the body of Christ build itself up together in love. So we've uh, we've celebrated the incarnation, the actual birth of Jesus when God put on our skin. Now we're moving into the season of Epiphany, a celebration of Jesus being the light that's come to conquer all the darkness of sin and death in the world. This epiphany of God's transforming, redeeming light coming upon His people, it's meant to lift us out of the darkness and bring us to joy and freedom. But the influence of darkness is not easily undone in here, is it? We often get caught up in the shadows and forget the light don't we? A lot of people put on brave faces whether they realize it or not to come here and be vulnerably honest in worship before God. Please hear this along with what Rachel said earlier. There's no offense intended in it, but... He's smiling at you. He does not need the brave face. He knows you. He knows you. And as much as that might scare you, it doesn't scare him at all. In J.R.R. Tolkien's The Return of the King, there's a moment captured between Samwise Gamgee and Gandalf that pictures something of being caught in the shadow and stirred out of it. Sam's actually witnessed Gandalf's dying earlier in the story, and he's grieving, carrying the pain of that, plus the weight of his world literally being turned inside out by the rest of what's going on around him. But now somehow, Gandalf's resurrected, and Sam's overcome when he meets him. Listen to what he says. Gandalf, I thought you were dead, but then I thought I was dead myself. Is everything sad going to come untrue? What's happened to the world? A great shadow has departed, said Gandalf. And then he laughed, and the sound was like music, or like water in a parched land. And as he listened, the thought came to Sam that he had not heard laughter, the pure sound of merriment for days upon days 
without count. Let's pray. Humbly and boldly, Father, I pray that the words of my mouth and the thoughts and meditations of each one of our hearts will be pleasing to you, Almighty King. Amen. Sam had been caught up in shadow for a long time, and Gandalf's claim that the shadow of death was now departed, wed to his deep, resonating laughter, it began to shake Sam to his senses. Memory of something other than the darkness began to stir. To the context and content of Isaiah's words in our Old Testament reading this morning. Gandalf's words and deep laughter could be likened to what the Lord was saying to his people. Sam's thought that he had not heard laughter, the pure sound of merriment for days upon days without count, could be likened to the darkness and the disposition of the people to whom Isaiah spoke. And here's why. After years of living in exile, being passed from one foreign kingdom's leader to another, God's people are finally returning to Jerusalem because of grace extended by their current foreign ruler, the Persian king Artaxerxes. And this king is allowing them to return to Jerusalem to rebuild their city and restore the temple. He's even commissioned Ezra, the scribe, to return with them to help secure the welfare of the city, funding Ezra's mission by ordering provincial treasures to be provided for the work as needed. So, this king is extending them a lot of favor. But the identity assaulting years of being servants to foreign masters has eroded Judah into shadow, turning them into a worn down community, struggling to believe that God might still be willing to work in their midst. So many promises had pointed to a great future for them and their regaining possession of the land, as was now happening, was one of these promises. But they were barely getting by. The years of struggle had left them in no visible condition to do otherwise. And here... They were still in the dark, limping through their redemption and their calling to be a light to the nations seemed lost. They couldn't get there. So God, he sends Isaiah to lift them up, to remind them of who they are, a redeemed people, his people and to remind them of what their calling is, to be his light to the nations. Hear, hear what he says again from our Old Testament reading. Arise, 
shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth and thick darkness the peoples, but the Lord will arise upon you and his glory will be seen upon you and nations shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. This earth covering darkness, this thick darkness covering the peoples. This could have made Judah think of the plague of darkness that covered Egypt when God judged the Egyptians for their rejection of him and their abuse of his people. A painful darkness, an oppressive darkness. I think it would have also been too familiar to them currently, reminding them of their recent years in exile up until this moment and the reality that they're still under a foreign power. They could have related to the darkness. But then there's this light. Not just any light. But the glory of God himself that Isaiah says has now risen upon the Lord's people, placed upon them so that his glory will be seen on them and through them. And nations and kings will be drawn, will come to the brightness of their rising. This was amazing news. This is the kind of stuff that we hear and think fairy tale. You want to know a secret? This is why we like fairy tales. This isn't the fairy tale. This is the real story. But such words of hope and good purpose can be hard to receive when the wounds left by the weight of struggling and suffering are still open and sore. So many things had been lost. So many people. So much hurt had been experienced. How could things ever be truly good again? How could there be enough light to dispel this darkness? If you're like me, you know that the darkness isn't easily undone. You know how tempting it is to believe things are just too bad. Attempting to believe that. Not saying it is that, but we are tempted to believe that. You know how easy it is to be tempted to believe that things are too far gone. You understand how much easier it can be to accept hopelessness and to settle for less than to receive and embrace hope. If you can relate in any way to these kinds of feelings. Here's truth that I pray in the name of Christ will help you like it helps me. 
God knows how hard it is for us to hold to hope and have faith. He knows. And he knows that we really can't just pull ourselves up by our proverbial bootstraps and get ourselves together. He knows. Therefore, he redeems us by his hand. His own hand. Not waiting for us to sort it all out first. While we were sinners, Christ dies for us. And then, he again, and again, and again, lovingly, intently, without frustration or hesitation calls us to live into who he's created us to be. We are who we are because of whose we are and we are created for purpose in him together. Amen. Our good father has dispelled the great shadow in the coming of his son. In him, in Jesus, we're not only redeemed, we're now his great light in the world. That is who you are. The laughter of which Tolkien wrote, that's ours. It's not inappropriate to receive it. You might not feel like it right now and you might be hesitant, but that sound of a soul realizing and rejoicing in the fact that light truly has conquered darkness, that is ours in Christ. As we heard In our epistle reading this morning, at one time, we not only walked in darkness, we were part of it. But like Isaiah was saying to Judah, brothers and sisters, our light has come. The glory of the Lord has risen upon us in the person of Jesus. Whatever darkness you've known, whatever darkness you've caused, whatever darkness comes from this time forward, Whatever darkness still lingers in here, in Christ, we are no longer a part of that darkness. We are children of light. The Lord, our Father, has risen upon us and His glory is now to be seen in and through us. Because of this, all kinds of people will be drawn to the brightness of our rising, and this is pleasing to our Father. This is good and right and true. The darkness cannot overcome you because you are light. Whatever you've done, Whatever's going on in there, whatever you feel, 
the truth in Jesus. The truth is that the darkness cannot overcome you because you are light in him. Help one another. Believe it. Amen. You've been listening to the Mission Red Bank Podcast. Thanks for joining us. If you'd like to know more about Mission Red Bank or have questions about what you've heard today, you'll find us on Facebook. Grace and peace to you, and may God's blessings surround you.